Hey, Kathy. Hey, Stacy. Are we GHing? Oh, yes, we are. All right. This week, we're on season 60 still and episodes 131 to 135. And this week, it's no big deal. Spoilers. This is an NBD episode. For the most part, a lot of continuation, but there was a lot of drama. Take it away with the first storyline. Oh my gosh. So... It starts right off the bat with Lucy having basically Anna and Valentine discover that she's gone. They search for her. And then Valentine immediately goes into damage control. We have to leave the country. The, the op is blown. And Anna's like, no, what are you crazy? And they get into a massive argument and say a lot of mean things. I mean, Valentine was awful to her she leaves he turns around and like gets so mad he flips over a table and she i didn't even remember that because yeah come back later and it looks like somebody has torn up the safe house yeah so anna goes so meanwhile lucy who we saw at the end of last week in her you know i'm incognito which she now has defined as like she tells every when she comes back she tells him it was her librarian outfit she basically eavesdrops on Maxie and Bobby talking about the preparations for the nurse's ball. And Bobby is super, oh, Lucy made this sound so difficult. And Maxie was nice about it. Like, you know, she did a lot. Like, you know, it'd be nice to honor her. And Bobby's like, yeah, this is super easy compared to what it was really funny. Lucy was just in a fit. And then she goes to... The magazine, this is Crimson, right? Or no, Deception. Deception. And uh, confronts Maxie. Maxie's like, whoa, you're alive? And has like this whole, like, you need to listen to me. I need to control the nurse's ball. You can't do this. I'm the only one that can. And all the Lucy kind of standard protocol. And then Anna appears and it was hysterical. And Anna was disguised by a hat. (laughs) Meanwhile, Valentine, in I'm, I'm going to sulk now attitude, goes to the bridge to sulk. I'm going to sulk on a gloomy, foggy bridge. Where, of course, Carly goes for no reason. I don't understand. Because the she last time we saw her, that's like her Jason place, right? Yeah, but the last time we saw her was that she was telling Donna, we're going to go home and have movie night and have popcorn. That's she did none of that. She basically <laughs> dropped Donna off and went to go meet her lover on the bridge because basically Valentine was there and he's like, whoa, Carly. And then, whoa, Drew. And Drew's like, what are you doing alive? Oh my God, you're alive. And then pretty soon Drew and Carly were like, you need to tell us what you're up to. And Valentine does without any kind of, I shouldn't tell you. He's just like, Bleh. I'm going to vomit all over you guys. Exactly what our plan is to bring Victor down. And Drew says, I'm in. So Valentine now has brought in uh, Carly and Drew and Anna's over here basically, you know, telling Maxie she can't tell anybody about this and convincing Lucy to come back with her and basically kind of wink, wink, tells Maxie, hey, just do whatever Lucy says and we'll be good. Maxie's like, okay, fine. 
they come back to the safe house. It's, you know, it's dicey. Um, Like Stacy said, like when they get back, Anna's not sure if Valentine's been attacked. So she kind of freaks out. And then Valentine comes back and they're both like, oh my God. And Anna's like, okay, you were right. We have to go. We have to go. The mission is, is compromised. And he's like, no, we're back. Can't. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So they're nervous now because essentially far more people know. And in the same week, they finally give the ice princess or the forgery. They say it's the forgery. Do you think it's the forgery or do you think they actually gave him the real thing? Well, doesn't Holly have the whole, the real thing? Oh, does she? Okay. I can't keep track. You're probably right. Anyways. So they give wrong. Tell us if we're wrong. (laughs) So they give Eileen the forgery and Eileen swears, I'm not going to betray you. I'm really only in this for myself to survive. And you guys give me the best survival. And then she goes and she gives it to Victor and she's like, I got to go. And Victor's like, sit down. I'm going to examine this while you're here. (laughs) And that's how it ends. There was two things she had to do and she would only do one of them. Like she wouldn't wear a wire. Yeah. But Robert Scorpio is going to call her. And if she's in some sort of danger, she can give him the code word or something. But there was something else. And I can't remember what else she was supposed to do. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I didn't know we're at the top of our game today. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was a lot. And I will just say that the argument between Valentine and Anna was felt very real. I was very concerned for them. And Valentine was kind of playing to character. And then when they made up, it was great. I'm glad they made up. But then the very last scene with them together, I felt a bit of tension because now he's, you know, in, in a crisis, he cannot be relied on. And Anna has to see this. So it was interesting, like how quickly he went we got to scrap it. We got to disappear because yeah, a lot of sketchy shit to just like about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. Cause like there, and it's very nervous. I mean, I think Anna's line at the end was, you know, most car accidents happen within like a few miles of the house. And here we are a few miles of, of being done with this. Like this is the most dangerous time. So we'll see. It's definitely, there's a, there's an ending to this coming. Okay. I think that's all on that one. Although Mm -hmm. I got to say it was real calm for a while without Lucy when she was just gone. She is a crazy wild card. (laughs) Yeah. Say it mildly. Just watching her. It's, it's a little bit stressful. Like I can't imagine being locked in a safe house with her. I would, I don't know what I would do, but I would not be in good shape. No. (laughs) Okay. Our next storyline is, is about Ace. So last week we left with Esme getting a letter from Heather and throwing it violently across the room. And uh, then this week Spencer and Laura go to visit her in prison and Esme's like, I said he couldn't come visit. And 
the original plan, I can't imagine why they thought she would have gone for it. It was so stupid. Yeah, but Spencer's like, I've gotten you a room above Kelly's, but there's not room for your baby. What? Yeah, what exactly? She wants to be with her baby so much, she's taking her baby to prison. Yeah, that was dumb. Anyway, um, they finally, she asks Laura if her and the baby can stay with Laura in their house. And Laura, of course, says yes. And I'm not 100% sure why Trina felt the need to immediately go to Spencer's house. I mean, I know that they have their budding love or whatever, but the whole thing, she's there to check on his baby brother. It's okay, whatever. You couldn't have done that by phone. He's a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you can see the tension between Spencer and Esme. And then when Trina shows up and Esme is there, she's like, I'm glad everything worked out. Bye. What is happening? Yeah. Anyway, Spencer walks her to the elevator and she's like, you get to raise the baby together. Right. She's, she's almost stepping back for the Esme Spencer show he's like no I don't want any of that we see at the end of uh Friday's episode that Esme doesn't believe whatever Laura says Laura had you know you're not a prisoner here you can come and go as you want and Esme's like well I no longer feel safe here I've been here 20 minutes and yeah I'm gonna pack up all of our shit and leave with no money and nothing and she I'm not sure where the money she took came from. That Laura gave it to her as kind of like a, you can trust me or, or I'll take the first. So, you know, with Esme saying, I can't trust anybody. Laura's like, okay, I want, I want to be able to trust you. I'm going to take the first move. Here's cash. And of course you could leave if you want to, but I trust that you're going to make the right decision for your baby. And of course she doesn't. And then as she's leaving, Cameron is at the door. Which is interesting, right? What was Cameron doing there? Does he have a grandmother? I don't know. Maybe because he's leaving, but also, you know, several weeks ago when (laughs) Kathy kept asking, well, who's Cameron going to be with if Joss is with Dex? And I was like, you know, I think he's going to end up with Esme. No. Uh, Because Cameron turns dark. I know. Esme's now a good person. And... I just, I think eventually something is going to happen between them. I mean, that is the way soaps go. It's just, you know, that's my foreshadowing. So Esme said a couple interesting things this week about first that she, like Victor comes over weird and creepily. Oh God. And that was an awkward, horrible moment. But she tells Laura that she feels very uncomfortable when Victor Cassidine is around. She also tells Laura she cannot trust Spencer. So it makes me wonder if in the letter from her mother, her mother didn't say very clearly, you cannot trust the Cassidines. Maybe that's part of why she takes the money from Laura and is prepared to leave. Because even though she wants to trust Laura, she cannot trust Spencer. Well, and Laura is... Nicholas's mom and Spencer's grandma. So yeah, she's constantly like questioning Laura's loyalties with good reason. I think so. I mean, we know Laura, but she does she. So 
Yeah, it was interesting. The choices, that choice, to, to I did not see that coming. Did you see that coming? I did not see her leaving with that baby. I thought for sure I she would prove. I didn't see them leaving that quickly. I mean, yeah. where is she going to go? Exactly. She, where is she, she going to go? She stay in prison. Yeah, no. And the only thing, other there, if she was going to go somewhere on the advice of her mom, I don't know. Because that did not get resolved, what was in that letter. Absolutely not. Let's talk about Sonny and his drama. (sighs) Okay. I'm so excited by this story. This story has legs, Stacey. I'm telling you. There's so much to this. And it's just brewing. So it starts with the end of last week's story, which is Sonny telling Nina exactly what's going on in terms of, hey, my life is dangerous And she's like, but I want to stay with you. And he explains, that is not a thing. I have had people I love die, including my first wife and my son. And I do not put my family in a position of danger if I can prevent it. And you need to leave. And you need to stay away from me until this is resolved. And then he says... pregnant too, right? Oh my God. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. But... In that, you know, they have this little love moment where he basically says, you're my future. And I just, you know how I feel about this whole thing. So I was not happy about any of that. But then he continues to have, so, so the other kind of revelation with this story, like with, that's all connected to Sunny, is basically Dex and Joss get found out by Michael and vice versa. So Michael kind of realizes that Dex and Joss are together and Joss learns that Michael is Dex's true boss. And so they're forced to kind of say, well, Michael kind of says to to Joss, hey, I was prepared to be like ostracized by my family, by Dante, by Christina, by Avery, by Donna, because I'm trying to bring Sonny down. But are you ready to be on the other side of this, knowing how our siblings feel? And Joss kind of says, yes, she is because she wants, you know, whatever. I think she's decided that this is the way to bring down Sunny and keep her love for Dex. But um, I, I agree with Michael. Like, she's like, well, Sunny will be in prison. She's like, yeah. And your sisters are going to be devastated. Yeah. And they're going to feel betrayed by you. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dante and Sonny had this very father-son kind of moment that I'm positive is like a kind of a foreshadowing of Dante versus Michael. Because Dante clearly says he'll be there for Sonny, which Michael... And he's really been encouraging Sonny to... He's like, you're different since you came back and you don't have to be what you used to be. Yeah. Yeah, because Dante is is a, you know, he's a cop, but he loves his dad and he's really not wanting to arrest his dad and all this stuff. And then it kind of continues with Sonny kind of um, basically learning from Brick that they can't identify the guy. And part of me thought that maybe Brick might have hired this guy to, 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 to bring out like whether Dex was a betrayer, but that doesn't Ooh. make any sense now. Right. And then, were you going to say something? No, that, that thought hadn't even occurred to me. I was interested in your uh, 
Oh yeah, because I I because I know Brick is super suspicious of Dex, and just you know it was one of those kind of like maybe, but now I don't think so because now Sunny's like on this. He's got a contact in Selena Wu's organization, or someone that frequents the High Siders. Yeah, and so he arranges to meet with Selena, and she's like, at first she's like, well, I don't, I can't help you. And then Sunny kind of lays it in pretty thick, like, hey, you're either with me or you're against me. And she's like, I will be there to protect you. And now I'm like, well, maybe it's Selena. Maybe Selena is going to be like, ooh, I'm going to bring down this man because she bought the garage. I don't know. She's like, your enemy and my enemy. (laughs) Yeah, because he was like, you didn't tell me that you were going to buy the garage from Gladys and you should have. And she full on apologizes. I am very sorry. You were right. I should have. And I'm thinking, whoa. Okay. So now I'm like, oh, is this like a gang war thing? Is Selena trying to take him out? And is that what Sonny thinks? Because I don't think Sonny thinks that. Or what about the other crime families? Like, or even I wonder if it has to do with like Mason and that situation. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So from Pawtuck coming to make a splash. Oh my God, Stacey. I love that. I don't know so what's much. wrong with my voice today. I'm doing <laughs> weird things with my voice. Uh, anyways, so that was that was that story, but it was a lot. It was very exciting. I got I would loved it. So let's go move on to fashion. Woo! Yes. Okay. Number one, Anna's shirt. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love yeah, Anna's black, black and, and white, white shirt. shirt. Beautiful. Really good. Mm-hmm. And Jordan. Jordan down with Nina. Um, Jordan. We'll get more into that in musings, but she sits down with Nina and admits that she's off duty and she's wearing like a flowy floral dress and it's so out of character for Jordan. I loved it. She She looked looked very approachable. She didn't look like a A stick figure. I was going to say, you know, like a high fashion model. She She just always looks so like I'm uncomfortable in those suits. And this one, she just, she just relaxed. Yeah. She looked more comfortable in her own skin and her own clothes. And Mm -hmm. I thought she looked great. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a scene with Diane and and Alexis and Diane was wearing this really bright pink uh, coat and Alexis had the red plaid coat on. They clashed. It was wrong. It felt like the fashion people did not know they were going to be in a scene together. Okay, and come on. The dress from Brooklyn will never go away. I need it to be gone. <laughs> it's gone it, now. It's gone it now. It just gets so much worse, and they just keep showing it, and everything about it is bad. I hate it so much. I hate it. I what hate did you it. think about it. Trina's shirt in Friday's episode? Um, I thought Trina looked great. Yeah, she's such um, a beautiful lady. I really lady. think this Trina is embracing her uh herself and i know in the beginning it's hard to step into somebody else's role but i think they've been doing a great job with trina and i think she has been owning it well good and then i wrote down for a couple of like valentine has been rocking this coat that has zippers it looks nice and then marshall looked great and like he almost looked like a jazz singer with the zipper um it was like a zipper sweater it looked cute and is it it's dex who oh no it's michael i like michael's coat Oh, yeah. That's a good coat. That's all I got for fashion. All right. Let's move on to musings. Do it. 
Curtis has a couple of storylines in Musings. One, I really enjoyed the scene between Curtis and Trina. Oh, yeah. That was good. It was real honest. And I loved, she was just like, I don't know how to act with you. And then yeah. they had a really good chat. And even though Curtis is like not going to forgive Portia, he wants her to. Anyway, I liked that scene a lot. And then Portia shows up and they both just get the fuck away from me. Yeah, it was sad. Portia was just, I mean, I, I understand. She feels desperate and she is desperate. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're still married. Is there a chance we're married? You're my family. And he's just like, it's not that simple. He's, she suggests therapy and he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, they're going to tell me how to communicate or like I, he was, he's like, um, that's not right now. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's sad. And then he goes to the bar to drink the weirdest looking scotch ever. Like, okay. I don't know what it was about it, but it clearly wasn't scotch. Like, it so just... Stacy and I didn't get to watch the last three. Like we didn't get to watch Wednesday through Friday together, which is always just tragic because during the scene, when he's not when he's talking to Nina, but when he's talking to Jordan, I was just screaming, "No, please, Curtis, don't, <laughs> don't be that guy." Yeah, because when Jordan was talking with Nina at the same bar in her pretty dress, she was like, "I love Curtis. I will always love Curtis. Curtis is the one for me." And and you just know it's not going to go well. And he sits down and she's like, you should forgive Portia. You should forgive Portia. And he's like, I couldn't forgive you for lying to me for a year. And I can't forgive her for lying to me for 20 years. And he's like, would we still be married if I wasn't so pigheaded? And she's like, yes. Yeah. And then they almost kiss. And one of her officers come in and tell her her car's there. Yeah, I was just screaming, no, please don't. It was uh, it was not okay. I didn't appreciate Jordan in this moment either, because she's basically telling Curtis, I didn't want our marriage to end. She's not drunk. She's not, she has not in no way had enough alcohol to be as, like she says, you know, alcohol makes you sentimental. No, you, no lady, you are taking advantage of this situation. I'm not a fan. So I... There's so much talk about Epiphany. It's Uh, tragic knowing that the actress has died when every time Liz was like, oh, you know, I can't get a hold of it, especially the text. And you see like her text to Epiphany. So the audience, like we all know what's happening here. Like nobody can get a hold of her. And so we know something tragic has happened, but it hasn't yet hit. The and characters. they just keep saying she's touring Johns Hopkins. Oh, oh it's going to break my heart when they it finally like get to this reveal. So many mentions, multiple days. I don't think we can watch this episode together because I will just be crying. All, all you'll hear on the other side of the phone will be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be gross. Um, no, I think you, you will we'll need to be supportive of each other. Okay. All right. So Cody. Yeah. So Cody comes in and he is, 
He's aggressively confronting Gladys while mm-hmm. not letting Sasha and Maxie know what's up. Mm-hmm. And Gladys is not handling it well and she's choking and nobody's being honest about it. I, I feel like that's going to fall apart, but uh, it was fun to watch him sort of attack her subtly. Yeah. And then Maxie takes him outside and tries to convince him to be part of the strip show. And he, he's like, <laughs> so you just want me to take off all my clothes? And she was like, no, you can keep your boots on. Oh, and so then great. He's like telling the story is like, I had to ride a horse naked as a stunt double. The <laughs> horse had a saddle on. And she's like, Well, I still want you to perform. <laughs> That's great. Um, that was one of my favorites. Yes, we know that Cody's gonna be a magic wand. I'm wondering, is Michael going to be? Is TJ going I... to be? Is Curtis? I mean, I hope Curtis is for your sake. I I don't want Michael to be. I I I, I love the character Michael. But I saw one of the Magic Milo performances with Michael. And I feel like new energy is a good way to go. I mean, maybe he did it in more episodes. But I'm just saying. I felt a little bit bad because the other men surrounding them were ripped. Like, mm-hmm. ripped. Mm-hmm. And and Michael was fit. But there there was not muscle definition. And I felt sad. Well, we'll see what happens. We know Curtis has the muscle definition because you can see it through all of his freaking shirts. Please, for Stacy's sake, let this happen. Um, I have Willow asking Drew to walk her down the aisle. That was sweet. And she gave him the nickname of Funkel, which is way too cute. They're so cute. And then Willow's expression when she was playing matchmaker with Brooklyn and then Chase when she was just like, mm, I loved it. It was like, please bring the Willow character back into a little bit of humor. That was that was excellent. The Chase and Brooklyn story. Mm. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brooklyn is being 100% honest now. But never at any point was her intention to hurt um, Chase. And... Chase has finally gotten to a point and she's like, no, I can't continue until I'm a hundred percent honest. And then he punishes her for it. Yeah. But she also wasn't honest with him before again. I know, but we all know why she did it. She was just trying to find an easier solution to get Chase out because he's like, I'm just here for your songs and then I'm done. And that's what he said to her when she agreed to sign it. Yeah, he's because like, I'm getting your songs and I'm done. And then she signs it and he's like, I'm here for the women. And she was like, motherfucker, I just signed this. And she's already learned that the NDA does not apply to criminal behavior. So. Oh, that's right. Why didn't that come up in conversation? I don't she know. She could have said, hey, I did this, but I know it's not binding. And why doesn't Chase know that? He's a detective. There's something. Yeah, no, it was uncomfortable and wrong. The whole thing just felt, I don't know what they're doing with those two. I have a note about what Joss, speaking of couples, what Joss said to Cam at the very end, she basically says, you don't think, he's like, I hope this means something, you and, and Dex. And she's like, I wouldn't have moved on from you so fast if it was meaningless. 
And he's like, okay, bye. And I was like, whoa, Joss, listen to what you're saying. It was awful. I hated it. And I got to say, unrelated to that, the last one I have is Alexis and Gregory. For the first time, they actually have chemistry. And he's clearly dying. Well, I hope he's not dying. But you're absolutely right. They had chemistry because they were on opposite sides of a... Of a, of a lie, basically. And they both had emotion. Like, they both seemed to have emotion for each other and not just negative emotion. Yeah, it was... You're right. You're absolutely right. I hadn't thought of that until you just said that. But it is making them feel more like a potential couple, which is nice. And the only other one I have is Marshall and Trina. I loved that talk between the two of them. I liked the talk between Marshall and Portia, too. Yeah, Marshall's kind of really leaning into trying to come to grips with where he is in life and where he fits in right now. But he says something to Trina that I think is universal. And it's like learning who you are takes a freaking lifetime. And especially right now with Trina and her feelings about Spencer and what's going on with Esme and what's going on with her mother. I think she needs somebody like Marshall, who's not going to lie to her and is also kind of in a similar situation in terms of where does he fit in in the world. So I liked that a lot. All right, friends. We had a lot this week. And And next week's... We definitely want to hear your thoughts and feelings. Please reach out. Yeah, and next week's super exciting. Next week is the 60th anniversary, so there's going to be tons and tons of things, lots of drama, lots of tears. Stacey and I will be holding each other virtually across miles. And uh, so, yeah, so let us know. Reach out. All right. Have a great rest of your day, week, wherever you are. And we'll talk to you next week.